episode 160 we made a podcast 60 Ooh, that's a hard one i gotta get back to the books what, wait what's the 70 is seven right 77 so 60 60 yeah 160 well, no. the, pro- the problem is you didn't even know this is episode 160 but uh, i mean i did i mean i did we made a part we made it podcast.com. We made it podcast on everywhere. Uh, we like our Twitter back now, at least. Damn, what's the deal? I feel like we upload stuff so we can get it back, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we got to do a re upload. <laughs> all my IDs and my social security over just to get this goddamn thing. Yeah, because I think maybe, they, maybe they're backed up, but um, I, I'm just, not... I just got my social last week. I'm going to use it. You okay over there, man? But <laughs> you got some sound over there, buddy. Episode 160, we made a podcast. Uh, Caesar, don't start doing that. Please, please look at the video so I can see what so you can see what Caesar's doing on YouTube. Um, Caesar is out here drinking out of a bowl. Um, so you know, what I'm saying send him some donations and follow him on Twitch. Um, please, we made it seize and subscribe to him so you don't have to be using Big Lots bowls for coffee. Um, yeah. Like literally, he's like there. There's not a handle there. There's that's just a wow. I'm trying to help you out, man. <laughs> anyway, we made a podcast, man. We're back. Episode 160, unbelievable, man, unbelievable. Although I did send an email to LeBron James Production Company uh, today or yesterday. No, yesterday, and I sent them a DM on Instagram about uh, partnering up. So we'll see what's good. Um, I mean, look, man, this, at this point, it's like, y'all, y'all really got to get on it. We're here, dog. Come on now. The whole movement came and went, and here's we made it in the, in the, in the dust. Like, hey, you know, literally, literally, I thought we was having a movement. Yeah. Well, I thought we was showing love to people in the community, the, the, the space. Oh, no? Okay. I looked on We Made It. I looked. I looked. I searched We Made It podcast on Reddit the other day to see if we anywhere up there. No, uh, <laughs> but clipped on there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, we got the best soccer show in the world. Um, it's really un- unbelievably untouchable at this point. We keep it the realest out of anybody, and then, like even more so today. I watched, obviously, watch. Uh, who's the Barcelona versus Espanol. I'm like, damn, we're really the realest. We'll get into that in a second. But make sure you're subscribed and make sure, you know, if you got Spotify, just drop a follow on there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it would be nice. And then go and follow C's on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like it, yeah, it'd be nice. Oh, and also, um, did, did you want to bring in Hardy at some point or no? Yeah, we can bring in Hardy. Okay, but wait, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we got a lot to cover today. We're going to do some recaps for La Liga stuff. We're going to talk about um, uh, Real Madrid's chances of winning the league. We're going to talk a little bit about VAR, even though we invented the VAR is trash movement in 2018. Really yeah. Um, we're going to talk about an article that Caesar and I read um, it was an interview with Juninho of Leon and Brazilian fame. We're going to talk about that article, talking about Brazil. A little bit about MLS. Uh, I was like almost hoping we could uh, record later because there is, uh, I think it's Inter Miami versus Orlando City or whoever is playing today. 
uh, MLS. <laughs> Did I say Inter Milan or Inter Miami? It's Inter Miami. Inter Miami. Yeah, they're playing today. And I think there might have been a game earlier. I'm not sure. But um, MLS is back. And hopefully this week we'll talk about NBA coming back. But, man, so much going on in uh, La Liga. It's uh, pretty close right now. Um, I I didn't watch – Let's see. Real Madrid played Getafe and Athletic Bilbao, and Barcelona's played Villarreal and Espanyol. I watched most of the Getafe match. Um, the Getafe versus um, uh, Real Madrid. Um, oh, I'm not going to get all into the home match, but um, I during this season, I've been talking about soccer. We were, went to go play soccer yesterday, and we've been talking about it a bit, how good Real Madrid is and how bad Barcelona is. But just a little bit of this match, um, Real Madrid did win 1-0 against Hitafe. Um In this match, I did put uh, Sergio Ramos got to be the best long-passing center back in the game. Um, Hands down. I was going to do a Cucurella tracker, and I was doing it, but it, it got kind of boring just because, like, where he's positioned, he couldn't really get too involved. But he did um, – he did have a pretty good game. Um, and there's some uh, black dude on Ketafe. I think he's number 12. He was pretty good, too. Um, I don't know if Veron is hurt. Um, but I guess that's whack of me because I didn't look to see if he played it against Bill Bow. But he did go, <laughs> <laughs> he did go off in this match. Um, but, yeah, in the 79th minute, Sergio Ramos got a goal in the match in at 1-0. Then Real Madrid went on to play off the Bill Bow. Um, so these are the matches, I guess, that people are saying that uh, Real Madrid gets benefited from VAR. But in this match, there was a penalty. Um, but it was such an obvious penalty for me um, when, what's his name? Uh, the dude stepped on uh, Marcelo's foot in the box. I'm like, that's a penalty, man. Straight up. Every um, time. <laughs> and, that's, 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 and that's what VAR is for. I'm like, yeah, the ref didn't see it in the beginning. Devar mm-hmm. looked at it and they saw the dude step on Marcelo's foot in the box, like straight up. So yeah, uh, Sergio Ramos went on to score that penalty, and um, I put that there's no controversy on that call. Real Madrid did go into win one zero in that match, also. Um, actually, I put that that penalty should have been a yellow card on that dude. He actually got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Barcelona has been really whack, um, just really fast. They did beat the dog shit out of Villarreal four to one. Um, there was an own goal that Griezmann almost got a tap in off of, but it was an own goal. Griezmann did get a goal later in the match in the forty fifth minute. Um, it was a nice long chip after a net, uh, messy nice little back heel. Luis Suarez had a pretty good um, uh, goal. Messi put in a lot of work and got the assist on that. Um, in sixty ninth minute, uh, Messi also got a goal, but I put that Villarreal give up on at that point. And I also put my, my conspiracy for this match is that they paid off via real. I mean, I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, even watching the second game, real Madrid, uh, via real had, I believe they played, um, uh, hit I think they played Hitafe. They beat somebody today, I think, or yesterday or something. No, like I mean, they, they, they won off of a one zero off a penalty off of, um, Cazola, I believe when I was watching today. Um, um, hold on, because I'm pretty sure they beat the dog, the dog doo doo out of somebody. It was one zero or somebody that maybe two zero. Was it a lot? Hold on, let me look right now. Um, I saw the something. I saw the something. Cause all a penalty. 
they won three one today against Hitafe. So okay, um, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. Like, I mean, Hitafe is not like stellar team, but you know, um, I just I don't really know about the whole them doing them them being paid off. I think that's a little extreme. I think yeah, one of the is. big issues I'm seeing with Villarreal is that I don't really know what they're really doing offensively. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like, what I'm watching, I'm like, I'm just seeing Anguisa getting, like, everything up forward. I'm like, do you have, like, any real, like, striker set up there? I remember when they used to have our boy, um, um, uh, dang, what's that guy that went to China? Caesar, hold on, dude. Hold he was on, a baller. They used to have him. Caesar. He was good back then. Villarreal was dope back then. But they ain't really done much since those days. Caesar, first of all, and I remember actually a year ago or a couple years ago, Villarreal had a pretty good defense as well too. They had a pretty good defensive line set up. So I don't really know what they're doing. I don't. I wouldn't say that you know. Oh, it's, they got paid off for all that, but you know, Caesar, you're over here talking like you watch Villarreal matches, and I'm not gonna let you do that. I mean, I watched gonna... two matches today, and I'm proud of myself. Okay, but I'm not gonna let you act like you're watching Villarreal. I mean, play. Are you? Okay, I'm not saying you're over here, you're over here talking like you're watching because you're talking about they got paid off. I don't they they don't seem to be that good to me regardless in the one and a half matches I put watch. I'm like this I ain't seen nothing that made me go, ooh, I didn't do that one time. Cause it looks like he's 45, but he's just short and quick. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, Caesar. First of all, you're so cap. Second of all, VRL is like fifth in the league or something like that. Oh, who are they above? Ibar? Wow. <laughs> Caesar, first of all, I'm not going to let you sit here and talk like you're over here naming the dude that plays for Lyon now. <laughs> I'm talking about no, he doesn't play for Lyon. You're, you're over here naming people that don't play there for Cedric two years. something. Huh? Cedric what? What was his name? Cedric something? But Combo ain't played there for two Combo's years. so good. He was a baller. They should have <laughs> gave him like a full max. This dude, Caesar, so cap. You're acting like real uh, mainstream pundits right now. Acting yeah. like you want. Acting like you watch Villarreal. Okay, I'll, I'll say it right now. The pundit won't say this. I've definitely only watched one and a half Villarreal matches this entire season. Thank They've you. They've played many games. I've watched one and a half, and it's only been during COVID break. So just know I'm not that accurate. But at the same time, my colleague here <laughs> is saying that he thinks they got paid off. Like, he's watched a bunch of Villarreal games a season, which is funny. So, go ahead. I'm basing that off of the match against Barcelona, which I watched most of. <laughs> and it looked like they got paid off. Allegedly, I don't know if they did, but. Yeah, yeah, you got to say allegedly. We don't want to, you know, what's already tough for us out here at episode 160, no sponsors. Look, if there was a match that somebody was match fixing, it was that one. But I don't know. Oh, no, okay. That <laughs> I'm not, not going to agree with that. No, there's been plenty worse in soccer. Soccer's notorious for that. Um, but yeah, Barcelona won four one that match. Um, I can't remember how well they actually played, but I don't think it was that good actually. Um, but against, today uh, against Hitafe, no, against uh, Villarreal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but Barcelona did today. Today being July eighth, Wednesday. Yes, did play Espanol. This did. is a derby, um, and I wanted to watch it to see how well Barcelona would play. And a big um, shout out, before you start, big shout out to the homie RDT, Real Madrid legend. I did put that I want to see RDT ball out. Me too. Um, and I also put the Espanol better not give up because I definitely remember matches in the past where they just like give up. Um, and Griezmann did start, so I did do a Griezmann tracker. Oh god, it was so bad. Not he like was he was playing. Not, not like he was making mistakes, but he just was not involved at all. He, he um, he's pl- it's funny when I was watching, I was like, he's playing like. He's, like, running around with a little more pep in his step because he scored. But I'm like, you're still not really doing anything out here. 
Like he had, he had RDT the was doing way more than him the whole game, like way more. <laughs> um, RDT yes. had had the left footed, uh, a uh, uh, left footed off his weak foot, um, like through cross attempt that that uh, guy messed up all in the corner. It was a really nice pass. And he also he had like two shot attempts that were wild. But I was like, that's more than Griezmann did. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Griezmann shot the ball one time. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like. I was actually watching the game thinking if Griezmann did that play right there, I'd be like, okay, you're out here setting up team. Like he's, he's just running around and like doing a second pass. Well, he, he did have a through ball to uh, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez messed that up. That was yeah, nice. Luis Suarez fumbled that joint. Like he's like, he looked old on that one. And also he was involved in that goal. That Luis yeah, he had Suarez. the back heel. He had no. the back heel. Yeah. Yeah. That went to Messi and bounced off the keeper and, and uh, uh, Suarez tapped it in. Look at this dude over here. Look at, at, at off them highlights. See, watch. I literally watched the whole game. Unfortunately, mm, um, watching that conspiracy. I have conspiracy theories about that game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because the red cards. The, yeah, the back to backs. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, well, the match was boring as hell. Um, like literally, like it's just so bad to watch Barcelona. Um, They're literally the most boring team in the league, hands down. In the 34th minute, it was, like, the first time Barcelona did anything good. And, like, Ray Hudson was putting so much sauce on that. I'm like, dog, like, you watched them play for 30-plus minutes. is so boring. And now, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, look what they can do. I'm like, dude, stop, yo. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny because, it, like, we talked about literally last episode, they just get so ugly when they transition from the middle to the front. It just gets really ugly. Like, it's horrible. Like, and then you don't even know what's in the front, like, why? It, 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 damn, my shoulder hurts. We literally said it last week. Um, Vidal is literally more forward than Messi, and I just don't understand for the life of me. When Vidal came in that second half, he was already go, going up all forward again. I'm like, this is ridiculous, dog. Like, <laughs> what is going on with this lineup? I don't understand this team. <laughs> I put in the uh, in the second half. I did put that. Uh, like when Vidal came in, I said, you know, Vidal be in practice. Like I'm so much better than Luis Suarez. He is. Vidal, Vidal be like, put me at striker like Llorente was. I pop ball out. Like also, Vidal, Vidal looking mad tan. Sir, you're supposed to be quarantined? Nah. Looking <laughs> mad tan out here, buddy. I know. You looking I, mad tan. It's a quarantine, buddy. I mean, he usually is, unlike you. Um, halftime, it was 0-0. There was, like, something at the end. I don't know if you saw a, 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 a Raul did Thomas just uh, kick the ball out of bounds. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? It was weird. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Raul Thomas is um, – He's kind of ratchet. I mean, kind of, yeah. You know, the, the like the best telling moment for me was he made this really dope run, like literally stride for stride with the fullback, uh, with with like no, actually, like bare, damn near past burning Jordi Alba, like nice. And then when like he didn't get it, he did the slowest jog back in history. It was the most like back. I was like, sir, your turn. <laughs> your ratchet, <laughs> sir. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, halftime it was zero zero. I put boredom. Espanol definitely had the better chances. Um, so Ansu Fati came on for Semedo in the, in the second half. A few minutes later, he gets a yellow card called on him. Went to VAR. They turned back around with that red card. Now, granted, I thought the red card was harsh. Like, of, of course you didn't. But I have a fair point. No, well, Ray Hudson also agrees with you, but I thought it was a bit harsh. Now, he did jump up and, like, leave both his feet. Yes. He, he got the ball first, but he did hit the dude after. <laughs> I would have been comfortable with the yellow card. I did think the straight red was a bit harsh. The thing is, this is, first of all, 
Of course, Caesar. Oh wow, like you hate Barcelona. Look at you go. But let me keep it real with you. You can't do that. Dog, you can't do this for I'm trying to make this point. The thing is, is like you can't go cleats out, jumping, fucking roundhouse, kick somebody, and just be okay and think that in life you're going to get a yellow card. It's all gravy. (laughs) I know. And I I even was like, damn, he's like so young. And like I almost felt bad. But you got to do it because especially Barcelona and this game, it can get chippy. Like you got to set a precedence. Like you can't, you can't let that be allowed. Like you got Vidal coming on there. There's guys that they're like to turn up in the game. Like there's no way. So you can't let that slide. Honestly, you can't like, if he had went on the ground, I think that would have been more able for, for a yellow. But, like, literally, dog, you're flying through the sky and you connected not even on a dude's ankle or foot. You connected straight shin. <laughs> like, you can't do that, dude. You just can't. You just can't do it. I mean, yeah, you can't do it, so you get a yellow card. I mean, honestly. Okay, sure. No, what, I, I disagree, and I'm glad Ray Hudson's the real one on me, too. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Ray Hudson. The next one is the one that's fugazi as hell to me, but go ahead. So, yeah, three minutes after that, there was a yellow card called on some dude named Lozano. Then they went to VAR and gave him a red card, too. Now, Caesar, he, when he, when his, okay, hold on. When his foot contacted, I think it was PK, both of his feet were off the ground, too. Oh my God, man! Are we talk? We're talking a difference of like thirty-five inches. Are you kidding me? One dude is—you're literally going to make a point off a dude that's floating two inches off the ground. But a guy that he literally, literally, Ansufati was like this, like that. Like you can't do that, dog. Never show he your feet. He was literally Bruce. One guy got Bruce lead, and the other guy was skywalking. What's like literally? It's a total different action. Counterpoint. No, no, I'm still going. I'm counterpoint. Lozano, whatever had the, the fake Chucky Lozano, he was he was in the he had getting he had the ball. He was going through PK to make a move towards making offensively. Atufati was coming out of God knows what planet like a heat seeking missile. When you hit, that's that's a red, buddy. He's making a motion to continue playing, and PK put his leg there. PK knew damn well what he was doing. <laughs> He left his leg there. He knows what he was doing. I, you saw it in his face. Like, he knew what he was doing. Because he was the one most upset about the Ansu Fati red card situation also. I, I agree with you. I don't think Lozano should have been a red card either. Like, that, I thought that was ridiculous if that was a red card. The, the, yeah, I'm like, how did that get escalated? Like, what are you kidding me? Like, come on now. You're literally – like, VAR is supposed to be the uh, – the VAR is supposed to be the party up there that's, like – neutral to to the to the emotions and tempo of the game because they're sitting in a booth you're making a decision i think that a, a ref that's caught up in the moment's making no that was ridiculous honestly like that like if anything we'll we'll talk about the bar controversy later but no i i totally agree i don't think that should have been a red card um like i'm mostly in agreement with you like i don't think antufati had to be a red card but if it is that's fine like i'd be like yeah like, like i get it the other one, I'm like, there's no way that's a red card. A straight no. red, no way. I was like, look, man, I don't, I hate it. Like, I'm not trying to be that dude, but that's not a red, dog. That's not a red. It's not a red. But l- l- let me hear one person go out there right now, right now, and go on the media and go, oh man, look at look at the elite teams getting favoritism. Look look at Barcelona getting favoritism for getting that second bar to hook them up after going down uh, down a man. No one's saying that. But if it was a real game, they'd be out there. Saying that all day. Oh, of course, Real Madrid gets bailed out. Now it's 10 on 10. <laughs> well, that's what you're saying. I'm, sh- I'm joking. Oh, um, okay, dog. <laughs> so then uh, a few minutes after that, 56 minutes, Luis Suarez scores his goal. Griezmann um, 
I think Jordy Alba gave a little through pass to Griezmann. He backheeled it. Messi shot it. It deflected off a Spaniel player. Fell to Luis Suarez, who shot it. They're trying to act like he's back. Oh, my God. Great goal. Like, literally, he's just shoot, shot in a rebound. Anybody dude. that watched the game, if you're, post, if you're like, following, like, Duanches for football or whatever or goal dot, goals Instagram, they're literally posting a picture of Luis Suarez and they're, like, talking about how, like, he 198 goals in 276 matches. I'm like, bro, that doesn't tell the story. You're, like, dropping what I call now bail – that's bail stats. You're dropping bail stats because it ain't been what it is. Like, it really hasn't. And that goal was just like it literally was gifted to him. Like if, if you don't make that, you're not a top level striker. Like it's literally right there, like a rebound. It's it's a it's a it's FIFA twenty lucky goal. Like it's right there. Like it's not. It wasn't. He created opportunity. Griezmann put in the work on a nice back heel. Messi came over. Goalie goalie did a good job of things. The goalie defended a good job deflecting that. Defender, and then yeah. he was just there in the right place, right time. Like that's all it was. Like that's not something. You can say he's back because you can't rely on that. That's not something you look at and go, man, it'd be nice to see this consistently. What, Ochin? No, it, it, it was nothing like that. That's, that's Cap. Literally, Luis Suarez, I have no problem saying this. He's the worst player on Barcelona. I agree. Yeah. I'm watching the game. Two games I've watched on Barcelona since you told me I wish you watched on Barcelona. I don't I, – I, I can't – I don't even know who this guy I'm watching. On the first goal he missed, I'm like, damn, you look so unathletic, dude. You look goofy. Like, the worst another one, it was a really nice – Oh, okay. He did a give and go with Messi on one play. I don't remember when at what time it was. I didn't write it down. He did a give and go with Messi, and Messi like put it in front of him. Like I didn't even see a speed change off of Suarez <laughs> off the give and go. Like, like, and it wasn't even an apology. It's like shit. I, I forgot this dude, Matt Slow. It's probably Messi thought I forgot this ain't this ain't 2015 no more. It's over. <laughs> at the end of the match, like towards the end of the match, there was like some like ball he tried to there was like two uh Barcelona players running for the ball and he tried to like give some kind of through pass to them and it just flew all the way down to the Espanol goalie Ray Hudson was so mad he was like that ball is terrible he's like come on man you got two guys wide open I'm like dude Luis Suarez is washed he's the worst player on Barcelona yeah he's like like, literally, like, I mean, like, we talk about Anton, like, dog, like, someone like Antu Fati comes in for Suarez, it's like a whole different rhythm change. Like, everything changes. Like, that guy is, like, anybody, even RDT would look better out there. Even when Braithwaite plays, it's a whole different, it's weird. Like, you're like, wow, is this what a real, is this, is this what a real healthy striker looks like? Is this dude, like, no, Suarez it, looks like he's overdue to literally be playing where we are. Like, he's supposed to be here right now. He's supposed to be playing in this tournament they got MLS is back and whatever, black, whatever it's called. He's supposed to be in that tournament, like not in, in a La Liga match. Because I'm watching literally Road to Thomas on Espanyol play. And I'm like, how the hell is Luis Suarez worse than this, dude? Like this guy starting for Espanyol and you you look like you barely start for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, honestly, I don't even think Luis Suarez can perform in MLS at this point. And, and not like, and like I've said, he still has skills on the ball, but like he can't move. I mean, I, yeah, I'm like you can't move. Do you have to be able to move on this show? It's fair to say we do empty the clip on MLS on the regular, deservingly so yeah. too. But not that often. But but we've not only done we've done showed them we showed them love. We we've done a review of the Atlanta United game before the final. Um, uh, I will say this: MLS does have speed. There's pace. Like there's pace out there. Sometimes they get some players with pace out there. And I'm like, damn, Suarez, I hope you can uh, I hope you can do better than that jog, buddy, because, you know, any of these leagues you're, you're messing around in, it, it might, might get real out here. 
Yeah, because it's not even necessarily his speed. It's just he can't move. Like, and he just – his movement is really bad. And it's I don't mean his top speed. I think, like, his zero to 60. All of it. Like all of it. Like, like it, it just looks – I just – I just keep remembering the guy I saw before and it's annoying to me that it's like, that's not really, it's, it's, it used to be annoying that the media didn't see it, but it's more annoying that the, that he's still on that team. So, and the only reason I'm saying that is because like, it's like sometimes teams can only be as good as their rival is. And like, yeah, like Barcelona's right there with Real Madrid, but at the same time, like it's kind of embarrassing at the same time to see like, like see like this, this guy is playing, wearing the shirt like for the nine for Barcelona like as a kid I'm just thinking of all the nines and all the amazing players from Cliver to to these ballers that have come through the lines at the I'm like and Messi's and then Swartz is still there like come on dude like they should have been got a lot someone like that they should have been they could have got a lot because there's so many options they have there's so many strikers in the leagues nowadays it's, it's plentiful options yeah it's just I, I just don't understand I mean whatever like they won the league last year like that's cute but like He's just long overdue to not be starting every game at least. Like, it mm. just doesn't make any sense that this guy's got to start every match and he just can't move. Like, at all. Like, forget speed. Like, even like Griezmann's yeah. not even fast, but like, no. it's like, of course he's not fast. He can't even move, dude. <laughs> like, like, come <laughs> on, dog. Like, like, it's just like, like, it's like, Dude, you know what it feels like? It looks like his legs are really heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it looks like it's not that like you know. It just it looks like maybe he has the intent to go, but his legs just aren't going. Like it's like his legs are just heavy, and that's usually either comes with age and a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to all the way before that Copa America you talked about, where it's like, dog, like you should not be trying to play out here. Like you're not ready. Like you should have that whole summer off. Mm-hmm. You should have took a long ass break. It should have been a long time, dog. He should have been just hit, running in pools for, like, three months before he even got out there. Luis Suarez does not need to be starting matches. Like, let him come off the bench in, like, the yeah. 70th minute. Come off the bench. I, yeah. think he, I think he'd be excellent rotationally because he, he still has a skill set that can, yeah. that, can, that can do things for a team. But, you know, Suarez being a 35, uh, game, uh, 35 games played season La Liga player, no, nah, like – let him sub in. Let him come in for the Copa del Rey matches. Maybe even some Champions League. You know, you never know what's going on. You need that, of course. You need experience. You got a guy who who can who can finish if the situation's there. Yeah, he can but, shoot the rock. But like relying on him, like week in week out, like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe he, he, maybe just the way his contract is, you can't afford a second there. Like he's literally he the only one. He, yeah. He's getting paid racks there. <laughs> yeah, he he can't. He like nobody on Barcelona pushes the line. That's why when you watch yeah. them play, like. It's rough. I, when I watch Barcelona play, I'm like, there's not going to be more than three passes to where there's going to go all the way back to be. You're, you're literally so right. That's literally <laughs> that's literally what it is. It's three passes then bail out, and then all the way back. <laughs> all of a sudden, we're rotating back over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because nobody pushes the line. Like nobody. Like nobody. Luis Suarez either be offsides or just like somewhere around Griezmann's lost and then like Messi ends up coming all the way back to get the ball and then something can happen usually from that but it's just so bad like it just it's that's a really good point it kind of reminds me of the 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 2000 I guess 2014 Brazil team when they had um Fred up top like he doesn't really make runs so like Brazil would look really stagnant unless the wings were going 
And then the mm. middle's like, it just like, they would go all deep and then there's nobody there and they come back, come back, rotate it. And you hear the booing because people are over the rotating this ball going back. Well, people are so over it. Especially when the ball touches the center back, they're so mm-hmm. mad. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, no, nah, we're up here in this line. You can sh- shoot it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and also, yeah, it's like, okay, that'd be okay if yeah. they had wingers that pushed the line. They, they don't, don't They don't have that either. No. Like, Messi's a midfielder. are pushing a line. Yeah, Messi's a midfielder. Griezmann's not going to push the line. And Griezmann's not even a threat, like, in that regard. Like, nobody's really scared of him, like, making a run for real. Like, you're going to catch up to him. If if Griezmann makes a run and gets past you, you'll catch up to him. You know what's funny also, like you said, like not only is Messi, like, playing super deep, I remember in the treble year, he was coming, like, in these angles towards the middle. Like, these mm-hmm. angles are being attacked. It's like he's so much more lateral now. Like, mm-hmm. I see him getting the ball on the right and moving, like, across, across the field like this, like, across the goal. And, like, it's just like – the and I'm like, if you're – if I'm a striker – and I'm sitting here on the right or middle, and I see – damn, my shoulder's killing me. And you see Messi coming over. I'm like, damn, what do I do? Like, do I stay here? Is he going to shoot? Like, do I, the rotations is all weird. Like, it kind of messes up. And, like, it kind of goes back to what you're saying about Messi kind of being on the field and what's going on. I'm like, for everybody else, it's kind of like they got to just improvise so fast. And, like, someone like Suarez is not improvising fast no more. That's no. a slower improvise. And so you like, they're not that good. They're not that good, dude. Well, it's, it's really weird. It's just – it's a mess. It's not like – nothing like the Pep days or even even before that with Luis Enrique, who I thought was a great coach. Mm-hmm. Not like those days either. It's it's just really awkward right now. It's very off. But, um, well, they got that goal, and then uh, Ray Hudson was hyping it up so much. I'm like, dog, like it's really not that serious. Mind, like talking about like the, the, the magisterial. I'm like, damn, dog, how – I'm like, damn, a, a poach goal is a magisterial goal now? I mean, it, it loses all the value if he's going to call that magisterial too. He's literally trying to conjure up the days when Barcelona was good, and it's just like, it's, dog, like, it's it's not, well, he said something else later, but um, it got really ugly when it was uh, when it was 10 men uh, each. I, I really didn't want to watch it anymore, but I did. Um, it was horrible. Oh. Uh, Vidal came on for Griezmann, 71st minute, um, 82nd minute. Martin Luther Lawrence Braithwaite came on for uh... – <laughs> I literally know his entire life he's ever been called Martin Luther Braithwaite. Martin, Martin Luther, Luther Lawrence, Lawrence Braithwaite. Braithwaite. He's literally never been called that his entire life. And for for good reason, too. That's so that's such a reach, it's crazy. <laughs> um, he came on late um, – yeah, it was 1-0 to Barcelona, but it was a really whack match. Griezmann, um, first half I put uh, two bad plays, two good plays. Second half, one bad play, one good play, which was that back heel. Um, and, yeah, just really uninvolved. Barcelona just is a pain to watch. It's just so bad. I can't I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, uh, is anybody else playing as good? Please, God, this is rough. You know, it's really bad to watch. Um Raul de Thomas, like, I think I said this against Real Madrid, actually. Like, he's just re- – like, it's a really bad team, and, like, he does have a good skill set. Um, but you're not going to be able to do that much with a bad team. And maybe, like, he doesn't – maybe he doesn't have the right attitude to play on a bad team. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more. I think that he he needs to, he needs to either be on a on a on a – on a bad, like, not a baddish team, but, like, a mid-tier team with a lot of young, fiery talent, like, that's, like, kind of, like, go-getter, like, 
seem to catch you sleep slipping a little bit. I mean, I could even see him like on a Betis. That'd be kind of cool if he was on Betis. I mean, I could see him fitting on a team like that. Mm-hmm. Like Espanol, that's rough. Like that's really rough. I'm like some of those guys. Like I'm like they, they had like three opportunities to score. I'm like, damn, you guys are really bad. Jesus Christ. Like uh, they had one player that was coming off the left, off of, off the like I said, the nice kick, nice uh, through pass from the homie RDT, and he just like he had the number ten who came on off the bench, rotating middle to score. And he, like, went – he was left-footed on the left side and decided to go towards the goal even further. I'm like, why would you do that? And he just lost that out of bounds. I'm like, Doug, you, you need to not – I guess that's why you're here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was rough. They should have brought the home Casiedo back. <laughs> yeah, right? Casiedo sitting right there at Lazio. You know what, actually, I actually want to see the uh, uh, the Japanese dude they got. Or the Chinese guy they had. Wule. I want to see Wule play, but he wasn't playing. He, he came in late. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, really right. ugly match. Um, but, anyway, speaking of La Liga, at this point, Real Madrid is in – well, let me see how many points they're off right now, actually. Let me look at this. Um, but they have um, four games left, four matches. Um, pretty favorable right now. They are with one game in hand. So, oh, wow, Barcelona has three. Barcelona's down one point right now, but um, they have three matches left. Real Madrid has four. Real Madrid's playing Alaves, Granada, Villarreal, and Leganes. So they're playing – the best team they're playing is Villarreal, sitting at fifth right now. Granada's in 10th place. Leganes is in the relegation zone, if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah, Leganes is damn right, right above Espanol at the, from the bottom, and uh, Danny Alaves is sixteenth. Uh, <laughs> so um, Real Madrid with four matches, I mean, looking pretty favorable for them to win out and win the league, man. Um, they're still got they still got the best defense in the league. They've given up fifteen less goals than Barcelona at this point. Um, uh, who are they playing on Saturday or Friday? Um, I want to say Alaves. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're playing Alaves on Friday. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like Real Madrid might win that league. I, and honestly, they – I mean, I know they're only a point up right now, but I just – But they have a game in hand too. They have a game in hand as well. it just take – honestly, like, I mean, with four games left, I would call it a meltdown. It'd take a meltdown to yeah. kind of lose that of like, you know, that'd be pretty bad meltdown. That'd Barcelona, be like dropping three. That'd be, you'd have to drop three games in a row. Barcelona has two away matches too, and they've been playing pretty garbage away. Who are they playing against? against uh, they have two away, uh, one against Valladolid. But both of them have, I mean, quote-unquote easier matches. Than yeah, yeah. They got a match against Valladolid. They got Bar- they, Valladolid can catch you slipping. Yes. Um, they got Osasuna at home, and then they have – uh, Al- uh, Danny Alaves away. You got to really stop calling him Danny Alaves. <laughs> Danny Alaves United. Um, and Alaves also, aren't they a Basque team? Deportivo Danny Alaves? Yeah. Um, That's a great name, though. But, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, at this point, like, I think Real Madrid is going to win the league. Um, I really would love to see Real Madrid get past Man City in the Champions League whenever that happens, if that happens. Yeah. But I guess it's not really that important at this point. Like, the race is for the league. If Barcelona wins the league, like, they're going to act like they didn't play garbage this whole time. 
So it so it, honestly, it would benefit Barcelona if Real Madrid wins the league. It would be good for them to blow that team up. Yeah, because they 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 really got to make some changes. And like, it sounds crazy, but like, I really think so because and they got eliminated from cup too, right? From what cup? From oh, there's the, no cups. Yeah, there's no cups. I, I don't I, think I, they're gonna do. Uh, I don't know who's doing that, right? I don't. I don't know. Like, what's doing that fake cup still? Um, because they just had a game or something. Yeah, they're still doing that cup. Um, I feel like they canceled. Uh, Copa yeah, they did cancel Copa del Rey. Right, right. They did. I remember it. I remember the post. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I. I. Like it sounds crazy, but I think that it would benefit Barcelona if Real Madrid wins the league because, yeah, if they if if Barcelona ends up winning the league. They might be like they might act like it was still a good season when it wasn't. Um, yeah. And apparently, since their board is garbage, that's what everybody says. That it seems like that's what they would think. They'll bring Luis Suarez back. They'll have Messi, Luis Suarez, Griezmann, Dembele. I guess he'll get hurt and Frankie De Jong, and he'll just get frustrated and be like, well, "I don't know where to stand." They just can't keep playing this ugly. I, I hate it. Like, no, I, I like watching the Liga games and being like. All right, I don't like this team, but I like seeing them play. Like, I like watching Batiste play. They're fun to watch. Like, they have some good players. They can get it cracking. Like, certain teams are fun, but, like, Barcelona is literally not fun to watch. And At even all. as a kid, like, even all the other years, like, I was never a Barcelona fan, but I'm like, damn, these games are turnt. Like, Ronald Dion was, like, turnt. Like, they were fun to watch. Like, this is rough. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, this is not good at all. This is terrible. Like, they, they look weird. Their buildup is ugly. Like, and it's just like I'm like when it's zero zero, I I really feel the the. It's so hard not to change the channel when it's zero zero. Like they're the worst zero zero team of all time. Like this is <laughs> tough, man. No, it's tough to watch. And yeah, I, I do like to see Barcelona playing well because I like to I like to watch good football at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's just really bad. I mean, like, man, I want to see Messi ball out. Like, come on, dog. Especially yeah. with a good team around him. That's dope. Yeah, and and it's also they got a lot a lot of old players too. It's like, damn, dude. Like, move on from this. And Junior Fierpro is not even Brazilian. What the hell? That was the biggest shock of 2020, <laughs> fam. Um, anyway, so in La Liga, there's been a lot of controversy around VAR. I don't know why, but um, you know why? It, it, it's funny because it's like so obvious that like you're talking about VAR because you're losing. So the president of Barcelona, Josep uh, Bartomeu, has accused VAR of favoring Real Madrid. Um, he said, and I quote, I watched San Mamés match, the one against uh, Real Madrid versus Atletico Bilbao, until almost the end of the second half. I feel bad because we had the best league in the world and VAR after coronavirus isn't fair. It has changed some results and always favors the same team. Um, and I guess he's talking about it favoring Real Madrid. And it's funny, like, oh, oh, and also, so – Actually, I'll get into what Diego Simeone said after that. But um, it's just funny because I've seen matches. I remember it. Was, I think it was a. I think it was a Classico, and I remember this was like when Nelson Semedo was still good, <laughs> um, and he was going up against Vinicius Junior. And Semedo, I, I, you might remember, like we're recapping it, and Semedo was getting the better of him, like. It was like, damn, dog, like, you rarely see defenders actually, like, get the better of the attacking player. But I remember one of them plays, Semedo, like, obviously fouled Vinicius Jr. in the box. And there was VAR at the time. 
And I'm like, that was like such an obvious penalty, like watching it live. And then when they're showing the replay, I'm like, that's a penalty. And it did not get called. And nobody like nobody on Barcelona, if I, I can't remember if they won that match or not, but like Barcelona players or president or manager ain't going to go back after winning a match and be like, yeah, well, we got lucky from that VAR call or I'm glad they didn't call that penalty on us. Like if you're winning, you're not going to talk about the bad calls that didn't go against you. So yeah. it's like you, you sound like a loser, Joseph, and nobody likes you. No, definitely no. No one ever says, man, I love that president. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just – it's always convenient to complain about something when you're not doing so hot. Hey, I wish he'd look around and look at his team like, damn, my team's not very good. I wish you like, damn, we dropped hella points. What happened to this team I constructed? You don't do that. You want to look at VAR. That's funny. That's really cute. And then next time, also, make sure you drop a hat in there. Don't talk about the, the team. Say Real Madrid. Uh, say it. Just say it one time. <laughs> drop a hat in there. I don't do this push a T sub distance. <laughs> so that was, like, weak as hell, too. Um, like we said before, I just think that it's always convenient to have an issue with something when it's not going in line for your team. And, Real Madrid, I mean, are, are they going to say this game? Well, thank God we got that bar in the second part because, you know, we're about – because, you know, you know we, we got played also. Like, they didn't do that comment. Like, like don't say that then. Can, can, <laughs> I don't know why the hell you don't want to push your T. I kind of want to name the episode, like, Mississauga something. Like, <laughs> Missis, <laughs> Mississauga Mansion. Like, Mississauga Messy. <laughs> I'm down for that. What does that even mean? Mississauga is the city in there. No, but what does that mean to put Messi on it? It makes no sense. I don't care. <laughs> That's what Pusha T said. a random title. <laughs> That's what Pusha T said. I might buy a house in Mississauga. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> this, show, this show is so goddamn random now. I'm like, I thought you were some big drug kingpin. You going to get across that border? That's a Mississauga. <laughs> Anyway, the um, him, uh, the the with the the thumbs up with the cop, <laughs> right? The young thug posted. This is great. <laughs> um, so Diego Simeone countered that. Um, he was saying that he believes the introduction of VAR has been a good thing for attacking teams. He said, um, he said, I'm not going to repeat things I've already said, and now it doesn't make sense. Well, when he was asked about the athletic Bilbao penalty, which for me was an obvious penalty, he yeah. said, um. He said, VAR exposes everything. Before, we didn't have the possibility of seeing something again. Mistakes can be made. He said, VAR is fairer for everyone and with those who win because if they get given more penalties, it's because they attack more like Real Madrid. Um, Which is not even for Real Madrid. That's like basic logic. Yeah. You you create opportunities, you're going to get VAR. You're not going to get VAR if you keep going three passes up and four passes back all damn day. You're not going to get VAR calls. Yeah, you're not going to get penalties if you're not in the box getting it Get in the box and make something happen. Maybe you'll get something. And also, like, it's not even just being in the box. It's not like corners or whatever. It's running in the box, like movement. There's got to be a statistic that shows Real Madrid is probably the most dribbling in the box team ever. They're they're always up in the box creating havoc all the time, whether they come in deep off the left and the right or they're right in there just making stuff. They They make, like, they create chaos for defenses. So like, what happens? Chaos teams make mistakes and foul. It's not about stagnation in the box. It's about 
movement in the box. A player is not going to foul a stagnant player. But if you're moving in the box, if the ball is moving and players are going into the box, like the ball is behind, the ball is like on the 30-yard line, but players are going into the box fast or players are converging into the box moving with, with or without the ball, then that's how the defenders end up, end up fouling them. If you're just standing there, like I remember when, when, when Barcelona played Napoli, it's just a hella standing around. I'm like, yeah. there's not movement. Like, you got to be moving, man. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep it all the way real. I mean, it just kind of goes back to what you said about how Messi plays. And I'm even going to bring it into how Neymar plays sometimes. And even Ronaldo. The thing that makes Barcelona great right now is that they don't have, like, a singular dribble-dominant player on the field, right? There's a lot of good movement going around. There's players that can dribble very well. There's you players said, that are – You said Barcelona. You mean Real Madrid? I mean Real Madrid, sorry. Yeah, okay, okay. Real Madrid doesn't have, like, a singular ball-dominant player. And yeah. not even, like, a ball winner or a ball loser, really. They just they, – they, they, they don't have the issue. I think last season they had that issue – a lot of times with Benzema in the box, he was losing the ball a lot. And even in Vinicius, they were losing it a lot last season. This season, it seems to be a lot more passing around and moving, more touches going on. And especially talking about even Sergio Ramos bringing a lot of touches up forward from the back line. So what we've noticed, especially like with the issues PSG has, of course, when they play Strasbourg and these other teams and then the German teams they play against, they do fine. They, they're able, he's able to He's able to take the ball for, for 10 seconds and just go deep, deep, deep and do something cool, and eventually it works after he's lost it six times before that, of course. But when it gets to these, these grinds, you know, these games, and, and especially in this, this setting we have right now, which is almost like a tournament setting, every five games, cooling breaks. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. The 46-minute mark in the Barcelona game, everybody looked tired as hell. I'm like, y'all are tired. Like, everybody's kind of jogging around, and you just had a halftime. <laughs> like, they look kind of tired. So you can tell, like, it's, it's getting there. It's tough. It's not easy right now not having ball dominant players and is helping teams. Like if you're passing a lot, you're, you're benefiting so much. You're probably in better shape overall. And like the ball always moves faster than players. So you don't have to improvise as much. So Real Madrid, they get in there. There's a lot of movement going on. East Coast, a great passer. Marcel, I can go on the list. Everybody, everybody, everybody can pass the ball. Ferland Mendy's a good passer. They all are putting in work. Like, Real Madrid has the perfect style right now, and it's showing in the results. Even when it comes to penalties, it's showing. But teams like like Barcelona right now, like I bring it up again, Messi taking the ball from the half line, bringing it up all the way up there. Messi getting the ball in the right corner of, of, the, of the penalty box and dragging it all the way across the left. It's just like, dude, like, it, it gets tough. It just – it's a different kind of Messi, you know, like – I'm. Like it's a different kind of like chaos you're creating. Like it, it make it's worse for your own team too because people don't really know what to do. Like they're they spatially the team's weird. You don't really have a true left wing out there. You don't have a real right wing. So it's like everybody's kind of awkward. It's a mess. So when you see a team like Real Madrid, they're they're just flourishing with their form right now. Yeah, and 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 like you said, like having a ball dominant player is not always a good thing because there were some. There's like I mean I've, I've been watching Barcelona a lot and like. Sometimes, like, Samedo will have the ball, and he's, like, trying to get forward, but then he'll, like, stop. And, like, Messi's, like, right next to him. And, like, there's so much pressure to give the ball to Messi. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always going to be that pressure. Like, we, we, like, 
you can't play almost like that 2010 him. Kobe effect. You just like yeah. or 2012. You just like you have to give it to him. But yeah. what are you gonna do? Like for, for better or worse, and it's like yeah. and and they and like that's a similar situation with PSG. It's like yeah. there's a pressure to give a ball because they're they're both like attacking mids more than anything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure to give them the ball. Real Madrid obviously right now don't have that pressure, and even when Ronaldo was there, Ronaldo's playing out on the left wing. Yeah, he's there's out of the way pre- of the whole. It's yeah, so true. There, there's That's not a great pre- point. There's not pressure to give mm-hmm. that guy the ball when we're passing around. Like once we get like, and he's also not dropping way back. So even like no. with Zlatan at PSG, like Zlatan's dropping back, you got to give him the ball. Yeah. Like when Messi drops back, you ain't gonna keep going. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know. <laughs> I want to see Busquets do that. Like, Messi drop back and he just goes. I want to see Messi run back and Busquets, like, pump dribble in front of him. Like, <laughs> Yo. You know what he do? He keep, he, keep, he keep running all the way to the locker room. <laughs> he's just going to pass the ball. He's going to do a give and go and just keep going to the tunnel. Like, yeah. He's going to go start hanging out with like, Hunter like did on the on them child, uh, child support payments. He just gave that ball, got injured, and was like, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, I like if Messi drops back, if Neymar drops back, you got to give him the ball. <laughs> you got to give him the ball. You really do. I hate to say it, but you really got to give him that ball. Yeah, and, and like. He came there for a reason, not to hang out with you. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's not – it doesn't mean that that's going to not work for you every time. Sometimes that works. I mean, they're, they're magical players. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, is that the best way to play fluid football when you don't have really good players surrounding you? Probably yeah. not. With, like, obviously Real Madrid at this point, like, they all share the ball. There's nobody who, like – no, they're really – Nobody who – like everybody, everybody looks like they trust in each other's skill sets like that. Like, oh, there, there, there's no team I've seen that has that reality. Like, I, yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you. Since I've been watching the sport, even even when Barcelona was balling, there's – I've never seen a team in general where they all trust each other's skill set. Yeah. Much as Real Madrid. Well, yeah. I'll say, like, since Zidane's been there, like – Fair, all, Okay. They all trust each other for, like, long balls. Like, they trust each other's control. Like like you were saying, like, everybody can pass the ball. We're, we're, we're absolutely leaving Gareth Bale out of this. Like, uh, do not – What did, – how did he get into this? We're not talking about Gareth Bale at all. When we say all the players? <laughs> yeah, no. When, when Real Madrid is, like, set up, the worst passer is Casemiro. And That's he's a good passer. He's a very good passer. Like, yeah, I'm not like, saying he's bad. He can drop some dimes yeah, and stuff. He's and, good. And the worst control is Casemiro, and he's good control. Yeah. So, like, they, they all trust. one of their best CDMs ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so they, they all, like, ha- they all trust each other's skill set. But going back, like, even, mm-hmm. even though this is random and doesn't even matter, but even when Ronaldo was there, like, there's pressure to pass him the ball in the final third mm-hmm. when that's favorable to you. Like, yeah. it's a good idea to pass him the ball because – and not just for scoring because he's also a really good passer of the ball. Yeah, he, so does, like, he literally does it all. Yeah, so so in the final third, yeah. you have the ability to get somebody who will, who will shoot from anywhere, is accurate from anywhere, and also can pick out passes and just, just as good as anybody. And also wants to get in the box with the ball, yeah. which draws penalties. This – this ain't rocket science, man. Like, <laughs> yo, if if you got Griezmann 
uh, and Luis Suarez, and you got Messi playing damn like next to Busquets, getting the ball next to Busquets. Who's gonna win a penalty? <laughs> because Griezmann can't dribble. I seen Gries- Griezmann. Uh, I, I saw think, him trying to make a move. Yeah, saw, yeah I was like, the, you need to stop it, buddy. There, there, there was two times. There was two times. I saw the little step over. I'm like, who are you, dog? There, there, there was two times. The first time he got the <laughs> ball taken away. That the, the first time he got the ball taken away. The second time, there was a foul called. Like he drew a foul, and it was like close to the box. But excuse me. But even with that, like he didn't even do anything. Like he can't dribble. Luis Suarez, like once he gets around the box, like he's not trying to dribble at a player. Like he's not going to really draw, no, draw a penalty. This is obvious. Like I don't want to just go off about you're going off though. But go yeah. ahead. Barcelona don't play good attacking football. They don't play like like a, for them to score multiple goals, a team has to have a meltdown. Yeah. Like they don't play good attacking or football. Or things have to fall in their favor really well. Yeah, and like. And we're and when they start talking about VAR specifically and like winning penalties, they don't play the type of football that's going to win you penalties. No. Real Madrid is playing the type of football that wins you penalties. Yeah, like it's it's just I mean for me it's just like a very like Diego Simeone is saying a very obvious sports thing like this box is big get in there and move dude like literally like Simeone and Zidane basically said the same thing like. I mean, they're just creating opportunities. Like, it, it was almost like, I mean, let's, I mean, and you know it takes just the dumbest statement ever for Simeone to back up Real. Like, there's no way in hell he wants to do that ever. He was, he probably looked, he's like, are you, I mean, like, come on, are y'all kidding me? Like, that's literally like, come on now. We know basic soccer. Yeah. If you're not creating opportunities in the box, you're not going to get penalties. It's literally. literally that simple. Yeah, like it's just like basketball. Like sometimes I'm looking at LeBron and he's just I'm just gonna drive and get fouled. <laughs> like, like, literally, literally, ninety percent of D Wade's career was like, okay, yeah, I'm no, I'm not a great deep run shooter, but I'm gonna get up in that paint and I'm gonna get it and one and I'm gonna get a foul every time. And it was so annoying. Line <laughs> is shooting fourteen free throws. I, I'm here watching fourteen free throws happen, but. It's going to happen if you get there. But if he's shooting threes all day, I'm pretty sure his, his free throw numbers are going to go down. He's not going to have as many attempts. You got to – it's just obvious <laughs> tactics. Get in there. Yeah. Like – like, and, and Hardy always talks about this. I, I think Hardy thinks he's a revolutionary for seeing the basketball comparison with soccer. <laughs> we've been talking about it since the episode two. We were doing NBA lineups. But, like, we were talking about, about Beltelli posting up people in, like, 2017 or whatever we did this. <laughs> But like we like we've seen the we've seen the comparisons between basketball and soccer. We've been talking about that since before we even had the podcast. Oh, that's but, true. But like, yeah, like a good player just drive to the box. Either you're going to score, you're going to get fouled, or like you'll miss it. But it's an easier rebound for like your for the offensive rebound. Yeah, like you, you and, make something happen. Yeah, and even if you miss the layup or dunk whatever, and the other team rebounds it. It's not like an automatic like counter. No, like they got to bring it down and set up. You're shooting a three with a long rebound. It's like there's less room <laughs> okay. for the team to to work with. Bim, what was your stat about Griezmann? It was four four things he did good. Three things he did good. <laughs> I mean, hold on. <laughs> three out of six. It's literally three good plays and three bad plays. How many? How many? How many the, one of those plays was in the box. The other one was outside the box. We got fouled. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. 
what Griezmann, Messi, and Suarez linked up right there, that's good. That's fine. But you did that one time. You did that one time in the game. If you were doing that three times a half, not only will your numbers be bigger, but also I would also you would probably have the same VAR discussions. Other teams would be whining about Barcelona and Real Madrid getting calls because of this. We'd be linked up like, yo, you see what's happening here though? That's what it would be like, but it's not. You're literally creating nothing. You have someone's dropping a, a, Real Madrid, a Barcelona highlight from this game. God knows it's not more than two minutes and 14 seconds. There's not much going on in this game, and that's all Barcelona. They didn't make anything happen. No. How do you get that handball calls? Game that Real Madrid won 1-0, that joint was going. They was going. It was, it was, not, it was, not, a, it was not a snooze fest. It was opportunities being created regardless of the scoreboard. It was opportunities being created. It, and they, the last four games, I think they've only combined to score, like I think five goals or whatever, not even that many goals. The, every, you can look at those games and look at how many shot attempts they have. The first half in this Barcelona game, Espanol had three shots on target. Barcelona has zero. So you tell me who's really out here trying to make things happen. You had zero shot attempts. You're Barcelona against Espanol. Are you serious? Name one Espanol defender. Like, what are we doing? And also, I really want somebody to go back and look how many games Griezmann's played and he hasn't had a shot. <laughs> Yo. Because there's a lot. Literally, this man, this man made millions being an attacker with no shot attempts. What a life. <laughs> oh, imagine, like, if you had to show a resume and they, they said, how, how many shots have you had in the last five games? Three? Uh, <laughs> this like, dude, Rodney Thomas, had, like, 16, and they weren't even that good. <laughs> see, was, I, I mean, uh, uh, Rodney Thomas shot that long-ass shot. It was on target. It was, that's he had to save it. Target. He had to save that. Like, dude. How many times did Griezmann make the, the Espanol goal? They sprint back to the goal zero times. RDT had this dude, Ter Stegen, running back to that goal. Our, there was a couple times uh, Ter Stegen was out there like, oh, Lord, I'm too far up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you don't, you're not giving that feeling to anybody on, on uh, the opposite team. So, you know, I know we went along about that, but it's, it's like literally like it's only facts. And you know what's facts when literally another rival of a team goes, no, nah, that's ridiculous. Like literally we play against them. We know what it is. Like, they're just creating a lot more. And that's coming from a defensive-based team, a team yeah. that prides his defensive player, where Bam even said that Llorente, the CDM, was playing striker for them. It's like, no, nah, dog, they make things happen. <laughs> How are you going to get a handball called? You got to goddamn shoot the ball in the box, dude. Like, if you're shooting a, if you're shooting a shot from, like, 25 yards away – the defender in the boxing, there's not going to be a handball. No. The, the defender has plenty of time to get his hand away. Yes. If you're shooting from inside the box, the defender, oh, whoa. Yeah. They do, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's how you get handballs called. That's how you get penalties. You, you're running around. People are moving a lot. A leg gets tripped up. Why? Because there's a lot of chaos in the short space. It's just the box. It's a small area. People's legs get tied up. Things happen. Chaos ensues. That's what happens when you're in a box. But when you're taking the ball from the goddamn cusp of the circle in the middle of the ball and you're dribbling it across the whole field and then you're driving across the penalty box and doing some pass to Griezmann who's not going to shoot it, you're not going to get a penalty call. It's just that simple. Yeah. And stop crybabying. Uh, talking about, like, yeah, just talk about how, your, how bad your own team is. I would never have like, a problem with that. The, the, if the I'm the president. for Barcelona be like, look, We've been slipping up the last couple of games. Good to get a good result, and you know, we, 
what what it is what it is. We don't agree with the VAR calls today. Fine, I agree. I mean, let's keep it a stack. Were they doing this? Because we, this is coming from dudes. I hate VR more than you. I, we hate it. Like, I don't even want those for Real Madrid. They, VR sucks. The fact that Real Madrid got these calls on penalties, that's whack to me. I, I don't, like, that's whack. Like, that, that, that doesn't defeat the purpose of it. That doesn't give me reason to keep it. I don't care if it's 100% action forever. That's, it's ruining the game. They're already sneaking in ads in the damn bleachers. I know what they're doing. They're playing games with me. Get that shit out of here, okay? I don't want those dubs. I want a, I want a real one, okay? I want I want uh, Ronaldo scoring three offsides goals in Champions League. I do. I want all the offsides goals. <laughs> I don't want all the handballs. Give me all the handballs in the world. I want I want in the game for Real Madrid to get a penalty off of pressing the hell out the goal the referee in the face. I want them screaming at that ref and ref gets scared and go like that. That's wrong. I don't want that VAR miss. Huh? What? I don't want them walking around like this and sores doing like this in the ref and the ref's like that's <laughs> this is weak. I'm watching this, I'm like, this is so weak. It's I corny. Watch this camera pan of the of the guy trying to talk and then he goes. Yeah, and, and honestly, and honestly, I like my my last bar thing. Yeah, <laughs> can we stop this like a 30 minute tangent? <laughs> this is my bar. my last one. <laughs> I've seen the the worst thing about VAR is yeah. not when the, when there's a, a call and they go up to the thing, mm-hmm. it's when there's something happens and they don't. Yeah, that's what I've seen most. Is like, yo, it's like, really bad. You're right. They, You're absolutely right. If you're gonna have it, freaking use it. <laughs> I, I've seen that so many times where I'm like, they they did not call that, and that was a something. I don't know what it was. Like whether it was a penalty or a foul or something. And I'm like, yo, like they're not calling that. And they're not going to VAR. What's the deal? Because somebody had to see that if I seen it. Yeah. It's really unfair for them to use this to be a situation where they're allowed to um, pick and choose and use it. That's not how it should go. No, yeah. And I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'd rather the referee make human mistakes than like there's some, some like technology up there that works sometimes. Like I'm okay with human mistakes. Like, I've played sports my whole life. I've had referees do bad calls. It's frustrating in the moment. Then you just keep playing. But yeah. I don't want somebody going up to something where it's supposed to be perfect, and it ain't. Like, nah, dude. No, Absolutely not. Um. Anyway. Uh, this sport. <laughs> um. Do you want to talk a little – I don't know if you really want to talk about it, but um. we did both read the Juninho article, like – I mean, it's not like I don't want to talk about it, but I'm almost like want to encourage people to read it <laughs> um, more so than talk about it because it's a lot. Um, and it's not so much. I mean, obviously, he's a football figure. Um, he's talking a lot about like Brazilian politics, though. Um, Janinho being um, the current. He, he has a position that um, Leon right now. What is he? Um, is he a player director? Something like that. Um, he has some kind of. Uh, he basically has a, has a suit and tie job over there. Sport sporting director. Sporting director. Sporting director. That's what he was. Yeah, he's a yeah. Director. Um, <clears throat> he had a really good article in the, in the Guardian talking about. I mean, the the it was an interview. The the headline said that there's thousands of George Floyd's in Brazil. So 
I mean, he talks about racism. He talks about um, the president, Jair Bolsonaro, who um, may or may not be on his deathbed from COVID-19. One can only hope. But... uh, (laughs) If only the world would, that's the only gift would get this year. But go ahead. Actually, I wouldn't actually, no, I don't want him to be on his deathbed, but I'm, I'm down for an amputation. Um, <laughs> it, it the, I mean, CG read it too, but like the thing about it that was really cool. Obviously I don't know that guy's politics until this article. And it was cool to see him like talking about Dilma, the coup against Dilma, talking about Lula, like talking about things that's like, um, yeah. relevant to today talking about how like i think he called bolsonaro the whatsapp president like how there was that's, so much fake news the best thing ever i was like that's such a bar yeah like talking about so much Definitely fake news whatsapp facts president of all time <laughs> yeah, like talking about so much fake news that went around um during the election um he talked a little bit about neymar um but he wasn't like necessarily so critical of neymar he kind of talked about the culture in brazil and how like that influenced neymar to go go to psg um, he, I think he, I said he talked about racism and talked about like how much he cares about like his beliefs that he was willing to like lose relationships with family members because he takes his beliefs that serious and like human rights and things that like he perceives to be the right side of history. Um, Caesar being Argentinian yourself, um, I mean, never. I mean, don't don't stain me and my beautiful name for that with, with that country, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, what did you think about when you read it? I mean, I'm sure you only read half, but go ahead. I mean, one of the crazy things. I mean, like I've always the, there was two cool things I liked about Junior Pernambucano my whole life is that number one, we share the same middle name, which is always dope. We're both Augusto, which is fresh. No one's really an Augusto. Second of all, um, you know, I remember when I first watched him. Uh, I remember when he came on the field. Uh, I believe it was 2000. Was it 2000? Six, I think, or 2002, he came onto the field, and I was like, who the hell is this dude? And he whipped in one of the filthiest free kicks I ever seen. I was like, Lord, that right there is a specialist, sir. Like that, He's a true, true, true specialist of free kicks. I mean, that's a guy where it's like you literally don't want to get a free kick situation to happen because, like, that's a problem. Like, he does those, um, you know – I I what I what resonated me were two things about this article. It's the the what the article's about and the reaction to it. The reaction to the article is what really pissed me off the most. So in preparation for today's show, I was kind of like looking up like what what was like kind of like what what did the media and people grab from this article? Literally, it's the most garbage I've ever seen in my life. There's a whole article about everything else that grabbed one sentence from this whole article, and that's what they want to take out of it. No one wanted to bring up Jean Pedro nothing, but I'll get that in a second. Um, Junior, I, 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 of course, I'm always going to be inclined to cheer for Junior because he is Nordesh too. Like that's my own people. Like you got to the real, the real North, the uh, real North. It's not the real North. We're definitely the real North because we were the original slave uh, trade movement was here, not Hesifi. So it started off here, buddy. The first port, first country, uh, first capital, Brazil. Salvador A O G all day, not not Hesifi Pernambuco. Dun dun, oh Hesifi, oh Linda. How's the song go? Hesifi, oh Linda. Dun dun dun. Whatever, that's whatever. Caesar, can I say something? It's more north than Salvador, though. Yeah, but that's Nordeshi doesn't mean north only. North is Nordes is northeast. We're more northeast than Hesifi. They are. Um, actually, you're on that. Do you see that booty cheek that pops out of Brazil? Caesar, we're on that, we're on that I will, boat, buddy. Caesar, I will put this camera. Put the camera. 
We're the bump. We're the bump, man. You Caesar. see that bump? That's Caesar. us, dog. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at that bump. You see that bump? Caesar, Caesar. Uh-huh. This is Salvador here. Yeah, okay, you said we're talking about Bahia, buddy. We're talking Caesar. about Bahia. <laughs> this is Hasifi here. This uh-huh. is Salvador. So it's even more north and more northeast, actually. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Did you win your point? Are you happy? <laughs> what you wanted to get out of this? I love geography, so don't play with me. Okay, you win. Congratulations. <laughs> Anyways, back to what this article was really about. So um it really sucks because um with him, like I didn't I think no, it really sucks. What I like most about what he said is that it's something I resonated with. The first thing I thought when the whole Bolsonaro situation, which actually he didn't even mention this. I feel like he does also too, is he lost a lot of contact with family due to his political ties. That's how I felt. It was difficult after arguing out of everything with everybody about what's going on to even like, um, uh, not, not like associate yourselves with some of your family members, because to me, it, it's, it's, it's so much more extreme than in America. Like, yeah, like the difference between America and Brazil is that at the end of the day, Donald Trump was a celebrity. Like, he was a he was a TV figure like he was on a TV show on NBC like people were doing the this sign like you fired you fired all the time now he was like a meme like he was part of a joke the the only only relevance that Bolsonaro ever had was he was a joke among his peers inside of inside of Senate and Congress situations where he was there for twenty years doing the finger bangs and the jokes and they just thought it was funny so he was part of the joke in there and he got into a position of power. The fact that people were using uh, these wild, mad, blurry screenshots of facts you never look up and, and spreading them around WhatsApp, and then this is what led to what we have now off of lies, people were vehemently defending this man without doing their own proper research. So I was, it was hard to me to even associate, especially people who were of, of African descent in Brazil, associating with a man who's been vehemently against people of, uh, and, and had policies and very racist things said to people of any kind of black origin in Brazil and even indigenous origin. So it just, it's really hard to even know that you have somebody that's related to you that's riding for that. So I feel him on that. And especially when he said from 80 to 90, I'm like, dog, that's only facts. I literally don't talk to anybody really that much anymore. I just say, hello. Um, another thing I think he, well, I didn't even think I was really going to like, I didn't, I didn't know he was on this side because now even when I look at any Brazilian on TV, I default that you're a Bolsonaro fan until I'm proven otherwise because I don't want to catch myself rooting for you. I don't want to catch, I don't want to catch myself rooting for you. Uh, you know, like, and then I'll be like, oh, come on, man. Really, dog? Then that, that's a waste of my emotions. I'm going to go like, yeah, he, I kind of want to see you lose because you might, you might be on that side. Then I find out later, like, oh, my bad, dog. I, you know, I just – I just thought you was riding with the wrong team, you know, my fault. Like, that's the kind of attitude I have. So, shout out to him. I think that he talked about some things that were extremely deep, and, and it's, it's, it's important to highlight that he didn't – what he was saying was not saying that Brazil doesn't – America doesn't have, you know, its own issues going on. Of course, George Floyd's passing was terrible. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. You know, now, hold on. I'm not mad about you going off, but I just want to say this, too, that – People know the name Brazil. We've talked about this before. People know Brazil. People, everybody knows that name. People have an association when they think of Brazil. Like it's not like uh, uh, you know Mozambique. Like you know, it's a it's a popular country and it has a perception. People, you say Brazil, people, uh, an image comes into their head. Mm-hmm. 
But and I think I think like there's Tark, a perception with Brazil. Yeah, and I think it was Tark that was like saying it in the um, group chat recently. But like, like I always point out, like, yo, like Brazil's more racist than here, man. <laughs> like, like when you're talking about like he and he talked about racism when he's talking about the George Floyd. He's like, yeah, like police brutality. Like that's more of an that's even more of an issue in a place like Brazil, and like racism is even more of an issue in a place like Brazil. Like. People don't know that there's people that look like me that's Brazilian, and that's on purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Brazil, Brazil, Brazil wanted to create that image already. They did wanted that. Yeah, like that's on purpose that people don't think that I could be Brazilian. You know, like they're like, like you, like usually. What I mean, obviously, I'm I be having all these conversations, but like talking about the Western Hemisphere that was all colonized by Europeans and like most of it had um, uh, the slave trade. Like in America, there are certain opportunities that you can have as a black person and like a certain level of status and achievements that black people have had in America that like, you just don't see in other Western hemisphere countries. Like you don't see uh, dark skinned people in government and like, in you know high level like high society like you just don't see that i even like for me like when i think about traveling in south america now we talked about this too like yo like you know what i mean like, look i'm american i want to go to the nice places in brazil like i'm trying to go there too you know what i'm saying but yeah. i'm like i'm a dark-skinned black person like are they gonna be looking at me like what is he doing here you know what i'm saying like they're, they're the saddest part of everything, regardless of how they look, is that you're dark skinned American and they're going to look and they're going to go, oh, he must be American. Like, there's no way one of our own people oh. that like that's what's the worst part. Like, you can't even look at somebody in Brazil, be like, oh, man, like, OK, like or just not even look, not even look twice. Like here, I wouldn't even look twice if I seen some some uh, if I seen a, 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 a darker black person driving a. A Porsche over here. I wouldn't even look twice. I'm like, okay, like whatever. Over there, it's like mm, he's definitely not from here. <laughs> like, so, 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 like, so, so it's funny because, like, let's say, like, if me and you are in Brazil, like somewhere nice, and like we go into a nice restaurant, it like would they be thinking if he was Brazilian? If like if me, if I'm Brazilian, I wouldn't even come here. Yeah, it would be like 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 that. Like uh, the black Brazilian person <laughs> wouldn't even be like. That I mean, I don't know if it's that serious or in Ecuador or like these places. Like I don't know, and I don't want to put that level of racism on them necessarily. Like Peru or Brazil or nah, whatever. They we're we're suffering out here. <laughs> like I don't want to put this level of racism. Nah, they're going through it too. <laughs> but, we're the only ones. But would it be that? Oh, if he was Peruvian, he wouldn't even think he could come in here for real. So he's got to be from somewhere else. Is it that damn racist? I don't know if it's literally that. It might be, to be honest. (laughs) To me, it's more in line with there's no way in hell this black dude has money. That's what they Mm. That's what it is down there. Like, down there, like, the number one assumption is that you're – honestly, I don't don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Number one assumption, you're black, you're poor. That's the number one assumption down there. Like, there's no way you have money. Like – like, there's no way you have money. There's no way you have money if you have tattoos. No way you have money if you color your hair. Like, there's no way. Like, you're black, so you're poor, or you must have stole something to get here, or you or you must be using a credit card to hang out here. But get out immediately. Like, that's kind of a notion I feel. And, I mean, like, 
I'm not going to really speak on like me because I, I don't think I'm fair. I don't, I don't spend enough time there. I don't, I don't, I don't, I only have my, only have my experiences in my months that I spend there with family. Then I leave, you know, I, I, I you're not can, like dark. You're, 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 you're bleaching recently. So like, okay. First of all, I'm but, 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 I'm but, no, but, broke the bleach also. I'm not Sammy Silson out here, but, but, uh, but, but I do want to say like in Brazil, like you look, you, you blend in, you know what no, I mean? Like, I, I don't ever go to Bra Brazil. It's crazy. In Brazil, I feel like I, I, I feel, and I mean like, just like race wise and not like, not like nationality race wise. I feel so much another, I feel so regular in Brazil. I, I don't feel different. Like the only things I feel that maybe stick out for me is like my height or like, even I have tattoos sometimes I'm like, well, this is, this is why I stick out here. But like in, in America, I see myself being different so much more in spaces and in Brazil, like if you're just going to Salvador, like I'm thinking in Salvador, I'm like, dog, like there's a thousand people here to look like my cousin. Like that'd be the first reaction that you get here. You'd be like, God damn, <laughs> we, you, you literally say we run deep around here. It's a lot. <laughs> like it's really a lot of people, like a ton of people of African origin, like, and just black in general, like uh, African Brazilians are high numbers in the country itself. And that, that doesn't just mean like in Salvador from Salvador, to the deep farmland like they're all over you know and 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 it's it's something to be said so when someone like you know Junio who you know it, it, it's Junio is not a black Brazilian that especially I don't know his family about, but he's not wouldn't be considered a black Brazilian him speaking so passionately about what Brazil how Brazil treats its own people how Brazil treats you know and and it's beautiful to hear and what honestly is it really shocking to hear this from a man who's from the northeast I mean like probably coming up he probably felt like a minority himself among his friends, especially in sports and coming up. You never know what his coming up was. So him feeling that, being around that, you know, it, it's it's that kind of that that's that's what you need to see. You need to hear people like this. Everybody can talk about, oh, they're just whining about it. Like this is a man who isn't like part of that circle in Brazil and is speaking about how this isn't how we should be treating people in general. Brazil from the beginning has always tried to whitewash its country. Like it's tried to, it's tried to Euro be Eurocentric since I was a kid. Even I remember as a child, my family and friends would get so excited about this, like soap operas coming out about like the old days and the farmland and the slaves and how beautiful these stories are. And a story about like this, this slave master who falls in love with like a slave woman. I, 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 I kid you not. I remember being a kid and being like annoyed. Like I'm like, I don't want to see that. Like, like, especially when you watch TV, I remember I would get less than a handful of, 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 of actors that I would be like of any African defense. Everybody in Brazil that's famous is, is, is somehow like, it's not of Africa. It's like Wagner Mora or all these other big celebrities, Ana Carolina, like they all, or they're like a, some kind of playboy in America, like, or something like that, or like some kind of actress. Like that's what comes up in Brazil. The, the people that I remember are literally, I still bring up the same two actors, actors. That's like the only ones I can remember. They've been actors since 2006 and that's uh, Lazaro Ramos and Thais Araujo, like the only ones I can remember. And it's been many years since we've had, since they started doing theater and film. So that shows you how many people come up all the time. It's not a lot, you know, and we're not even speaking to other populations in Brazil, which are big, even the Asian population. There's so much more to Brazil, but we have one perception. When you say the word Brazil in any other country, when I tell somebody in Brazil, the first thing they want to do is smile at me and tell me about some beach. That's what they do. They want to tell me, oh man, like they're so beautiful and oh, the beach, it must be so nice. 
Yeah, you know what? Honestly, 2003, it was cute to do that. It was fun to do that whole, like, yeah, I'm Brazilian. Ha, <laughs> yeah, it's dope. Honestly, no. There's so many goddamn nice beaches. I'm over that. I'm so over that. Like, Brazil is much more than a beach. Brazil is, is so much more than that. Literally only one side of the country is a beach. You do an online quiz, no one even knows what the hell Brazilia is. People don't know what Manaus is. People don't know about the Amazon. There's people who are visiting Brazil. I'm like, dog, like, what are you doing? So <laughs> it, it, it's so much more to this country that, that runs deep than Bam's jokes. So we, we – <laughs> I think that – First of all, first of all, first of all, hold up. You, first of all, Caesar, don't play with me. You know I go hard Brazil. On Brazil, we know. No, 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 no. Caesar, you know that I got love and information about and hate on Brazil. Yes. So, anyways, don't want to see. We talking about black people. Don't want to give black people no credit. I'm over here talking about black people worldwide. I used to be talking this. Oh, Caesar, check out this Brazil thing. I was in. We used to. I will say this. I will say this. You've you've literally taught me about Brazil before, and that's I. I will give you that. You've taught me about things about Brazil. All right. So the episode my one, eyes about my own country. Episode 160, you know what I'm saying? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, going back to any time we talk about this stuff in Brazil, it, it just I can't help but like just feel it. So I probably rambling a lot, but just un, in terms of the article, it's a great article. It was actually when Bam sent it to me, I read it immediately. It took me nine minutes to read it. And I'm not kidding you. Like I was sweating. I was sweating because I was literally chilling with AC on and I started sweating because I was getting frustrated and I was feeling it. Like, like I don't even want to watch the interview. I really don't like, I, I don't want to watch this interview. He did like, it's, it's, I can only feel the passion this man has spoken. And you know, especially when he talked about leaving, going to America with his family. Like I was like, dog, I feel you. Like it was like, after the I left Brazil in 2018 from spending some time there with my family, I was so excited to get home to get away with it. And then, boom, we had the Trump thing to happen here, too. I'm like, I literally can't escape this crap. <laughs> so it's just it sucks. But, you know, the best thing he said is in Brazil, there's tons and tons of George Floyds all the time. And it's true. And the thing about Brazil, it's it's so much more extreme because people in America don't even understand as bad as it is here. There's so many things that are still like a level that Americans don't reach. Like, yes, we have wild incidents that we post about online, but, like, there's a level of humanity that still exists here. Unfortunately, Brazil, there's a level of humanity that's non-existent. You know, there's a level <laughs> of humanity that's terrible. And it talks about from the 14-year-old with all the bullets shot at him, the 8-year-old girl that gets shot on her back, like, dog, like, it's – it's and th- those are just two names, and names other names we'll probably never hear about, dog. Like, it's so much that goes on. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it's it's – it's um. Like I remember, I think I was talking to Salam before, and she was like, "Oh, like Brazil." But I'm like, "I'm like, I don't think you know about Brazil." And I, and obviously, I'm not just saying like, "Oh, it's all bad," but it's like, "Yo, like they got like poverty." It's for, first of all, I'm like, it's a huge country. It's hundreds of millions of people. It's just like the like the biggest country in the Western Hemisphere. Like it's bigger than America without Alaska. Like it's huge, and it's like, yo, like you never like looked it up. Like it ain't just like beaches and even I'm sure on the beaches, you got to be like watching your back a little bit. Like it, it ain't like any, any, like, I mean, obviously I'm somebody who cares a lot about geography and like world stuff. And I'm like that. So like when somebody tries to tell me about a place or like, Oh, I want to go here and say, okay, like, what do you want to go for? And like, do you know where you're going? Are you going to be just some typical American traveler, ignorant person? Or are you going to be like, 
oh, well, damn, you know what? Um, there, favelas, what's that? Like, yeah, dog, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 walk in there? Yeah, and, and also, like you're saying, yeah. you know, obviously America has, I mean, it's the world, so it's got wild stuff and it's got poverty. I'm, I'm also an American citizen. There's a lot of effing issues here. That is not, uh, not true. Yeah. That is but, facts. There's a lot of problems here, straight yeah, up. But, like, when you, you, like, we also have a lot more of a rule of law and a lot more of a culture of democracy. Yeah. When you're talking about some places in Latin America and, like, and let's just speak about Brazil in particular, like, there's a lot less rule of law and a lot less of a culture of democracy. I'll blame America for that. Yeah. But um, that, that, stuff, it, that stuff matters. And yeah, obviously, like Brazil is a young democracy. It just became a democracy in '88, I want to say. Very. Um, and like, even if even if you start voting tomorrow, like it's December 9th, '88, or we're voting now, that doesn't create a culture of democracy. Like a culture of democracy takes a long time to build. Um, culture and, in general takes a long time to be ingrained into people. It yes. takes generations being taught other generations on how things are. Yeah, and it, it like. I mean, ugh, I don't want to be going so far off this, but whatever, screw it. The thing about a culture of democracy, like what it, like when you don't have that, you have corruption and cynicism. So yeah. like the people will just assume everything is corrupt all the time. When you create a culture of democracy, like people think that they're like things can be fair. Somebody the the evil people will they feed on that culture of cynicism to be like yeah like don't don't like it's not worth it don't ever try to fight for your rights don't ever try to stand up for anything important just because it's just not worth it somebody like bolsonaro comes along to like reinstill that in people so the evil people can take everything from everybody and to just like be cutthroat and like not care about anything but yourself and money. And that's exactly what Juninho is talking about. Like, especially when he's talking about like that culture of money, when he's talking about Neymar too, he's like that, like when you don't have a culture of democracy, that cynicism is like, Oh, I made it like, screw it. Like I can get some money, like screw everybody. Like Bolsonaro is there to, to like bring back that culture of cynicism, just like Trump bring back that culture of cynicism. Nothing's real. Everything is corrupt. And like, I'm the only one that can like save you kind of thing. That's why these people are bad. The culture of democracy and like a culture of justice and human rights and like caring makes it so people can be like, I should not be done wrong. And then there should be a system in place where me and Caesar and everybody else should not be done wrong, be done wrong. You, you know, you and, and going off to to the reactions article, the most annoying thing is mm. everybody's grabbing to, you know, for example, the sun stating that this is a, a scathing article, a scathing. Uh, 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 Neymar slammed as money grabber by X star Junio. Like, dog, there was an, <clears> this <throat> article was long as hell. Literally, literally two sentences were probably about Neymar. And it wasn't I'm going to keep it a stack. I didn't even get offended, but I didn't think it was bad. He was actually just talking about the culture in general. Of not Neymar is the prime example because he's the biggest Brazilian player in the world. He's probably the highest earning Brazilian athlete of all time. He's the face of Brazilian soccer. He's face. 
He's a he's a he's an international star. So the thing with me, it's like he's talking about the culture in general of young Brazilian soccer players. Play here, play locally, do your thing. And when that first offer to go to Europe comes, dip to make money. But it wasn't about what, and they're making it seem like uh, he's rip, uh, ripping on Brazilian culture and everything. No, he's saying that's the culture that's been developed here. And someone like him, he goes there, he attributes this life, and he's in seeking of this because him and generations of his family have never had access to this type of wealth before. So they're on a journey towards this. In no way is that a diss towards somebody. That's not even a diss towards Neymar. How could you ever, I mean, even on the show from the, the, the drama of the China uh, uh, soccer player movement where they were buying all the players, people getting mad. The number one thing down here is like, I'm never going to be mad at anybody for going to get the most money possible. You have a career that lasts probably 15, 20, 15 years. On average, it's even down like five to four. It's super low for averages. Go get as much money as possible because in your current, where you live in your country, things aren't doing so hot. Things are not so good. People like Adriano we talk about, he made so much money that he's still good right now. Like he's still able to live a good, happy life. And he and, and, and where he's from, that was never an option before. So I'm never mad at that. I'm never mad at Neymar. So he's talking about the issues Neymar's going through. Of course, Neymar's going to go through groin pains. He doesn't know. There's, there's different things. But go ahead. I just want to read. I'm gonna, I want to read, read, read it word for word. Yeah. So he, he says, look at Neymar. He mm-hmm. moved to PSG just because of money. PSG gave everything to him, everything he wanted, and now he wants to leave before the end of his contract. But now is the time to give back, to show gratitude. It's an exchange. He says, Neymar needs to give everything he can on the pitch to show total dedication, responsibility, and leadership. Now, he has more to say, but I just want to say this. Like, this is somebody who's also a sporting director. So, like, his role is like, yeah, like, we get the player, we want them to, like, play for us, you know? what he's saying, PSG exhausted a large amount of resources on bringing Neymar in and changed oh, the culture it, for him. And it's, and it's a whole, everything they did everything to bring him in. They, they, they literally, and of course there's things that Neymar has brought to PSG that they would never got for anybody else. The Jordan deal. Literally yeah. he's probably the reason why there's any access to America. Like just Neymar. Like we saw that year where Neymar was hanging out with Jamie Foxx and Justin Bieber. I'm just saying, like, there's even an access point. Neymar was even on freaking Jimmy Kimmel. Like, there's an access to America yeah. that they didn't have even with, like, Zlatan. Like, I'm sorry. Like, things have grown yeah. here because of that. Um, Neymar has brought that. He's a superstar. So, yeah. the thing is, they're like, okay, that's great. You brought us monetary things too. But on the field, bring that as well because if you're making 600 k a year, we want to see more on there too. We want to see give us more. So, He's a director. If anybody knows, it's him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so he also says, um, okay, says Neymar needs to give everything he can on the pitch to show total dedication, responsibility, and leadership. The problem is the is that the establishment in Brazil has a culture of greed and always want more money. This is what we we were taught and what we learned. So now he's talking about like the culture in Brazil, and he's saying himself too. He said he didn't say. He didn't specifically, he didn't say that's the culture that Neymar was taught and Neymar learned or even other players. He said, we, he yes. even took personal accountability. So if you're going to write an article, talk about he's 
Literally, the article's title, this is wild, Neymar slammed as money grabber by ex-Brazil star Junior. I'm like, dog, the sun is so garbage, it's crazy. Um, I mean, that's what they do. But the thing is, is like, they got it so I can click on it right now. But uh, the thing is, is he literally took self-accountability for it. He he had the year, I remember he uh, he had the year with Vasco and he decided to make the move to France. Fine, like. Like, he made that decision. And then it's true. In the culture, you're taught to get the money, and I ain't mad at that. But go, go ahead, man. What What is it? I'm, I'm not done with the quote yet. <laughs> oh, you want to keep going? Goddamn, go off. <laughs> oh, my God. Quote King, go ahead. Okay, here we go. So he says, so is Neymar at fault here or Brazilian society? It is simply what he learned. And this is the part where it shows that he's not really criticizing Neymar. He says, I need to differentiate differentiate between Neymar as a player and Neymar as a person. As a player, he is in the top three in the world at the same level as Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi. He's fast, tough, can score, make assists as a real number 10. But as a person, I think he's guilty because he needs to question himself and grow up. At the moment, however, he is doing what life taught him to do. So he's saying that, like, yeah, there's some accountability accountability on Neymar to question himself and grow up, which everybody needs to do their whole life. But he's also saying that that's what life taught him. Like, that's what the culture in Brazil taught him. That's what being a star athlete taught him. That's what, like, all these yes men around him taught him is to, like, be this guy. And granted, like, we've – I mean, you've already – like, we've seen some of the bad aspects of Neymar, but I want to say, like, this season, it's been better. Like, for me, like – like the summer and like the early part of the season was pretty rough. I'm like, damn dog, you're pretty whack. But like, since like November, like since champions league, kind I mean, of like just the booing. It's like, it's like almost like, well, that. It, yeah, it was like a little bit after that. Yeah. Like, I was like, since that, like a little bit after this, it's like, th- there's things that even for him, there's humbling experiences. There's things that you can go to that wake you up from the WhatsApp. It's, and it's all the stuff that's happening. There's things that wake you up. There's even with him, like who, who knows that, even his decision to go to Barcelona, while competitive, you were like, man, that's kind of weak. You didn't really forge your own path. They're kind of going back to, like, what's well, easy. But for him, it's like, you know what? Like, honestly, I tried this. It didn't work for me. I feel more comfortable just being in that scenario to be able to prove my best. Maybe that's him. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Like, I want to be in that in that space. And it just – I'm better – I feel better in that area. Yeah, and, I, I, and honestly, I think what probably humbled him was when PSG said, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> he's probably like, like holy crap i don't have the power yeah he, he probably was like he probably thought he could force the move and they were like look you got a lot of power but like we're like we're just gonna say it's 200 mil and they can't afford that yeah and like they, they bought griezmann yeah and they and they don't have no players that's that serious for us no, that, like we don't want they, griezmann they don't have a player on barcelona that can do for us what you do for us so sorry man like you're not going nowhere now it's up to you. Either you're going to play or you're going to sit out. And, like, then if you sit out this season or sit out or whatever, Barcelona ain't going to want you. And your whole cachet is gone. Or you get on that damn pitch, do what you're paid to do, get out there and turn up, and, you know, it'll go good for you. Because let's also not forget, and maybe this is also something that humbled Neymar a lot too, Brazil won that Copa America without him. Without him. Without literally without, without, him. without him. I remember without without said the entire Copa America. You know Neymar is cheering for the other side so bad. Easily, easy, easy. 
they won that joint without him. Yeah. And they and and they, they pooped out in the World Cup with him. Word. He hasn't he hasn't won a major trophy with Brazil yet. No, he hasn't. You know what I'm saying? I mean and he's gonna be what? He 30? Won the huh? He won the Olympics with Brazil. Stop it. Um <laughs> but I can appreciate that. You're trying to ride for your people. Um I haven't rode for Neymar in a long time. So. <laughs> and how old is Neymar? He's 27? 28. 28 now? Yeah, he's a year younger than me, I believe. He's 92. Okay. Um, yeah, he's 28. 28. So he's going to be 29 next year in a few months. That That's 2021. So he's going to be 30 by the time we're supposed to play the next World Cup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just sticking, buddy. Yeah, he's February. He's a, he's Aquarius. Hey, February baby. Yeah, he's supposed to turn 29 next year. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know what's going to happen with the Copa America. Like, what they're going to do. I think they're going to. They're trying to play it next year. I'm not sure, but like, Neymar basically got two or two major tournaments left to like prove himself as like, like he could potentially put himself like above Pele. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's he's already. He's he's he like passed or he's tired with Pele with goals right on the club some crazy he, number really he, close he's gonna pass him with goals he's like gonna pass him. he has stupid he has stupid cap uh, goal numbers like his yeah sixty one he has sixty one goals in Brazil Jesus Christ and I think oh. Pele had seventy seven yeah yeah it was like seventy seven so he has a, a dummy amount of goals so, yeah, so he's probably I mean, gonna, he's gonna pass, pass him but probably probably maybe I think he is I mean I think he is to be honest with you Brazil plays an obscene amount of friendlies too um. Uh, and he's going to be invited to all those until uh, his knees fall off. But for him, like, it's it's not even about that because the biggest thing about him, it's just like, okay, but when you were out there, what did Brazil win? You know, when you were wearing the shield, like, what did you do? And sadly enough, you know, there's been two opportunities to see it and nothing's transitioned. Now, arguably a lot of people would have said, how come he didn't get called up in, in that when he was uh, 19 for that young uh, 2013? But, dog, it's not even about that because – you know, Brazil flamed out in general. There's too much talent on that team anyway. It's not like it's not like they didn't have talent. They had Ronaldinho and Kaka. Like, they were good. But, um, yeah, like, he, he didn't do it. He got injured two world uh, two Champions League playoffs in a row. He got injured a World Cup previously and the last World Cup, too. He flamed out. He's gotten injured so much, I try to forget which ones he got. I'm like, Dude, when did you play? That's what I try to think about now. I'm even looking here. I'm like, dog, you spent four years at Barcelona. You had 123 appearances. You've been at PSG 2017, all you got is 52? Can you play some games, big dog? <laughs> Jesus, what are you – What are you? nobody got a lot of time on WhatsApp. You got too much time on your hands, dog. You got to play. So, you know, he, he's, it, he, he's, he's quite the, the figure. I think almost to him, to, it, it, I think with him it's like Brazil has so much going on that like that energy Brazil used to have – the animosity towards him is not really there unless he pops up. Like before he was the focal point and it's like, now it's like, there's so much crap going on. It's like, he's not really a focus right now because Brazil's not playing and he's not playing. So, you know, it, it's almost good that he's going to get this time off. You know, he tends to get injured a lot. Maybe this time off is good for his body. He needs to just chill a little bit. and We'll see what happens in July when they resume the tournaments and they have a friendly coming up uh, against some Mahav or something like that. That's some friendly coming up. So we'll see what's going on. And, you know, it's come back. But like like Junior said, I don't think the article was anything about not it wasn't even about Neymar, to be honest. He was just going off on a tangent, speaking about 
culture in Brazil and how it is for young black Brazilians and what the culture is for athletes and what's going on with the João Pedro and probably bringing up, probably brought up some about things related to Mario Frank, all these big things that happened in Brazil recently. And that's all tied into the BLM movement that happened in the United States off the cusp of George Floyd. So there's a lot going on in this discussion point. Neymar wasn't even the focus point. So is Neymar black? That's the question. That's the real question. And, and also, like, like I guess PSG I'm was looking, like, I don't know. <laughs> Can we ask him that? Um, I mean, is his son black, though? I don't want to talk about the man's kids, but um, <laughs> going back to um, yeah, what he said about Neymar and, like, like, I guess PSG was mad because he said that Neymar went to PSG for money. And I'm like, dog, like, stop it, dude. Like, can you, like, can you stop? Wait, what do you like, go? What do you go for? You guys for your accolades, bro? Get yeah, out of like, here! Come on, like, no. stop. You dude, went to like, number the number three ranked league. Like, literally, you were the third league on the list. We just like y'all so much, we put you over Germany. I bet a lot of the world doesn't even do that. I like you, France more than German league, but there's a lot of people that wouldn't do that. You no, know, nobody. So, <laughs> he definitely never heard of Strasbourg in his breathing life. He was out there playing these games in Germany, not knowing what's going on, crossing the border. So it's really, it's really like, let's keep it real. He didn't go there for he he didn't go there because of your accolades. He didn't go there for the steam. He was a he was. You can't even tell me he went there because of Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho didn't come from Santos, so it's not even because of that. So Ronaldinho came out of Gremio, homie. So it's not even about this path. So it's 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 uh, you had a, a a bonkers amount of government aided money that they got the drop uh, to bring in Neymar. Okay. And then after Neymar came, then they got Mbappe. So it wasn't even like these players were there. They got Mbappe after that. They loaned for him, questionable, and they got all their stuff going on. So that's different. So, it, it, like, PSG just doing that because they want to have – like, they want to act like they have some pride or ego going on. Like, dog, just chill out. We, yeah. we know what it is. You don't got a cap. Just stay quiet. <laughs> yeah, and it's unfortunate that they tried to – like you said, like they're pointing out the Neymar thing, which it was – The article has so much to it, so much good stuff. It's literally not the focus of this whole interview. Yeah, and it's and it's actually not really critical of Neymar. And and I think to like say that someone should question themselves and grow up, like that's like somebody say that about me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's a lot of things I need to question myself about, and I should be more mature and grow up about. That's not something to. That's not an actual criticism. And it's not something that, like, every media person hasn't said about Neymar. Probably the damn uh, uh, Khalifi said that about Neymar before. Like, he needs to question himself. Like, everybody's had that criticism of Neymar. Like, even if you want to defend him to the tilt, he has done things where it's like, mm, like No, man, like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, like no question. So I think what Juninho did was show a lot of, like, um, uh, like it, it was even like some self-reflection and, and, and showing like, look, we're talking about how Brazil is. This is the biggest name in Brazilian soccer right now. You're and black. like the reason y'all are like the criticisms y'all have about him, they're actually not all his fault. Let me tell you about how Brazil is. So you can see like why someone like, like Neymar would be like, and also someone like Ronaldinho and also yeah. somebody like, Ecuador, uh, he was wilding out to yeah. Ecuador and somebody like, and, and, and even they put, I think they also talked about Ronaldo like that, Brazilian Ronaldo. And they talked about, and, and, and your boy, um, uh, Adriano. Adriano like, has his wild things. I mean, it's, there's, it's, there's all these players. Like yeah, there's all, there's all, I mean, and obviously like, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, they're all whack. And they're all like this. I'm not saying that in the least actually. Brazil is the football country of the world, and there would not be football without Brazil. 
Um, just, just, just yesterday, I, t- I was telling you that if Cuadrado was Brazilian, he'd be a huge name. Um, I wish. Does he have tr- do they have a dual citizenship still? Can we get them? Man, some? damn, dog, just go across it real quick. I ain't gonna um, just, just shave your head and start running around out there. I don't want to say nothing. <laughs> um, but Wait, I who's think that? <laughs> like, we'll take him. <laughs> What's his name? Portuguese Cuadrado. Oh, <laughs> so, sure. Let's go. Uh, but but like I I think like what what could be perceived as critical by Juninho is not actually critical. Like he's actually saying the most like, like understanding thing about Neymar, like, yo, like I get it. Like I was there too. You know what I mean? You know, the, the biggest thing for me, it's like, it sucks that there's just so much really good discussion points in there Mm -hmm. about so much going on in the world. And, you know, especially what's going on in Brazil, which (laughs) it's never going to get the press because, People only care about Brazil when it comes to the pretty stuff, the the Tumblr, Pinterest stuff. They don't care about Brazil when it comes to the the grassroots issue. I mean, the most real political attention Brazil got was that beginning Bolsonaro campaign, some of this wild stuff he says, and then the fall of Lula. That's like the the pinnacle. And, of course, the Dilma thing, too. But, like, that was the pinnacle of Brazil's, like, international, like, news segment stuff. Other than that, people don't care about the day-to-day People didn't. People don't even know that Brazil had a demo, had a democratic protest in Salvador after the after the George Floyd. People don't know about that. People don't get to see that because Brazil shuts that down. They don't want you to. Just, they don't want to publicize that. The Brazil's god awful, terrible journalism there has not allowed that to come out. You know, whack companies like SBT and Global have have been the pinnacle of Brazilians getting their their opinions fed to them. For a long time, honestly, since 88, since the democracy has begun, they've been controlling that narrative since then. So uh, they, they go along with the tide when everybody's for, and then when things fall apart, they find every reason to burn it even harder without finding a, a neutral point and have a discussion point with the public about how they should feel about some of these politicians. That doesn't happen in Brazil. So, you know, you get to do what you want from... From Bolsonaro not having to not having to go to any debate he doesn't want to go to, from from all the stuff in the beginning, the point of this article wasn't about that. You know, he brought up, I think it was almost to me like almost like in a fatherly situation where he looked at Neymar and was like, dude, I know, like I've been there. I can't ever say you did something different. I played alongside Ronald Dealey superstars. I get why you did that. I get why we did that. But if he wants to develop at 28, it's like here, we're coming up to that final leg of your prime. So what, what is your next – it's not about what you've done. What are you going to do moving forward, Neymar? I'm over talking about what Neymar's done in the past. I'm so down to talk about what Neymar has, is going to do or what Neymar has done right now. Like, I want to talk about some good stuff with him. I don't want to come on here and rip on him. That's not what I want. Like, the WhatsApp thing, in a way, it was funny just, like, because it's like, what the hell is he doing? Like, you're getting 600K euros a, a, a year, a week. Like, you, you don't need to be living this life, dog. It's, like, pointless. And you're acting wild. Like, don't be showing us the receipts like that, please. Jesus. So, he's doing that. We're like, come on, man. You're you're just not doing it right, you know? Um, but other things about him, I'm like, I'm not about to rip on that. So, we love to – we love – we wanted to see Brazil be successful Neymar in Copa America. I want to see Brazil hold up a trophy with Neymar there. It'd be a great story, you know, especially someone who's come up, made it to the top, and then achieved success at the top. That's the ultimate goal, you know. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I'm not writing his career off and knowing this, but for sure with the Junior thing, that was not about it wasn't a, it wasn't him ripping him and calling him a money grabber, not in the least bit. He even no, it was it, why he went to Europe as well too. So why would he call him Neymar money grabber? He might as well be calling himself that. Like that's so stupid. 
Yeah, no, it was a really good article, and we have been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> and I think that we're late, dog. Where you been? Uh, I think we're definitely not going to talk about um, MLS being back or NBA coming back. We'll save that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a good article. Everybody should read it. Um, just, just for even just for some insight into what Brazil is like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, episode one sixty. Um, damn, are we going to name this something about Rallo getting out? <laughs> Yo, all the big news. Heard about Rollo getting freedom <laughs> bail. All right, let's go, Rollo. Back in the streets. We needed you, sir. Okay. He, now, he got a song that just came out with Trouble and Derez Deshaun. I don't really care about their verse, but Rollo's verse in the beginning go, go hard. Go. I mean, what was that song you were always singing? They don't let us in, but I promise that we gonna win. Oh, yeah. oh, this is just garbage. Anyways, free Rollo, though. I'm happy he's I hope he gets to bust that bail and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to call it They Freed Rollo or what? No, we're going to call it um, uh, uh, Push It T, Mississauga Messi. <laughs> Mississauga Mansion Messi. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna Photoshop Messi in front of a mansion and a fake and in front of a mansion. Okay, but either that or we're going to do free, They Freed Rollo. We really want to do They Freed Rollo, don't they? I, I want to do They if Freed Rollo. Rollo with a soccer shirt now. Can he wear something? Ooh, he might have one. Okay, oh, okay. I think so, dog. I think so. They be rocking out here, Atlanta. Where, where's Rollo from? He's from Atlanta. If he's wearing a Atlanta United shirt, that'd be great. I, I don't know. He's been in jail for a minute. I don't know if they were out yet. Oh, stop it. <laughs> he has been. The first comment I saw on the Rollo post was like, damn, he's really been locked up for a while. It's like, people are just like, oh my God, he's been gone for a minute. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you missed a lot, buddy. You you went in before 6 9 and after. Lord, <laughs> you've been in there for a while. Get the hell out, man. Damn. What'd you do? <laughs> oh, no. A million dollars of weed on a private jet. That's what he did. Yeah, they really, that's, it's literally, literally, people are doing, uh, literally, they're telling people to smoke during the quarantine. Like, what are we doing right now? Exactly. Anyway, episode 160, holler.